Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn 90. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am thine, and thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. Hymn 90. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is, I lack nothing when my source is God. The readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia. I will read from the Bible, Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Joshua. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise. Go over the Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, 
all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. And as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Matthew. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick. And when they come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? He said, Yes. And when he was come into the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? Of their own children or of strangers? Peter said unto him, Of strangers. Jesus said unto him, Then are the children free. Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast an hook and take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and thee. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit? unto his stature.
And why did he thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Philippians. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in the glory by Christ Jesus. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. I will now read correlative passages from our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, and prose works both by Mary Baker Eddy. To those leaning on the sustaining infinite, today is big with blessings. Divine love is our hope, strength, and shield. We have nothing to fear when love is at the helm of thought, but everything to enjoy on earth and in heaven. It honors conscious human individuality by showing God as its source. Drugs and hygiene cannot successfully usurp the place and power of the divine source of all health and perfection. Only through radical reliance on truth can scientific healing power be realized. Why pray for the recovery of the sick if you are without faith in God's willingness and ability to heal them? If you do believe in God, why do you substitute drugs for the Almighty's power and employ means which lead only into material ways of obtaining help? instead of turning in time of need to God, divine love, who is an ever-present help. When man is governed by God, the ever-present mind, who understands all things, man knows that with God all things are possible. The only way to do this living truth, which heals the sick, is found in the, in the science of divine mind, as taught and demonstrated by Christ Jesus, to reduce inflammation, dissolve the tumor, or cure organic disease, I have found divine truth more potent than all lower remedies. And why not? Because mind, God, is the source and condition of all existence. Before deciding that the body, matter, is disordered, one should ask, who art thou that repliest to spirit? Can matter speak for itself, or does it hold the issues of life? Matter, which can neither suffer nor enjoy, has no partnership with pain and pleasure, but mortal belief has such a partnership. 
Can you manipulate patients? You trust in electricity and magnetism more than in truth. And for that reason, you employ matter rather than mind. You weaken and destroy your power when you resort to any except spiritual means. In the scientific relation of God to man, we find that whatever blesses one blesses all, as Jesus showed with the loaves and the fishes. Spirit, not matter, being the source of supply. If we follow the command of our master, take no thought for your life, we shall never depend on bodily conditions, structure, or economy, but we shall be masters of the body, dictate its terms, and form and control it with truth. Creation is ever appearing and must ever continue to appear from the nature of its inexhaustible source. Mortal sense inverts this appearing and calls ideas material. Thus misinterpreted, the divine idea seems to fall to the level of a human or material belief called mortal man. But the seed is in itself. Only as the divine mind is all and reproduces all. As mind is the multiplier and mind's infinite idea, man and the universe is the product. The only intelligence or substance of a thought, a seed, or a flower is God, the creator of it. Mind is the soul of all. Mind is life, truth, and love which governs all. If men understood their real spiritual source to be all blessedness, they would struggle for recourse to the spiritual and be at peace. But the deeper the error into which mortal mind is plunged, the more intense the opposition to spirituality, till error yields to truth. Three times a day, I retire to seek the divine blessing on the sick and sorrowing. With my face toward the Jerusalem of love and truth, in silent prayer to the Father we see it in secret, and we charm by confidence that he will reward openly. In the midst of depressing care and labor, I turn constantly to divine love for guidance and find rest. It affords me great joy to be able to attest to the truth of Jesus' words. Love makes all burdens light. It giveth a peace that passeth understanding and with signs following. As to the peace, it is unalterable. As to signs, behold the sick who are healed, the sorrowful who are made hopeful and the sinful and ignorant who have become wise unto salvation. God gives you his spiritual ideas, and in turn, they give you daily supplies. Never ask for tomorrow. It is enough that divine love is an ever-present help. And if you wait, never doubting, you will have all you need every moment. What a glorious inheritance is given to us through the understanding of omnipresent love. 
more we cannot ask, more we do not want, more we cannot have. The sweet assurance is the peace be still to all human fears, to suffering of every sort. Would existence without personal friends be to you a blank? Then the time will come when you will be solitary, left without sympathy, but this seeming vacuum is already filled with divine love. When this hour of development comes, even if you cling to a sense of personal joys, spiritual love will force you to accept what best promotes your growth. Friends will betray and enemies will slander until the lesson is sufficient to exalt you. For man's extremity is God's opportunity. Divine love always has met and always will meet every human need. It is not well to imagine that Jesus demonstrated that the divine power to heal only for a select number or for a limited period of time since to all mankind and in every hour divine love supplies all good. Rest assured that he in whom dwelleth all life, health, and holiness will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 224. O Lord, I would delight in thee and on thy care depend. To thee in every trouble flee, my best, my ever friend. When all material streams are dried, thy fullness is the same. May I with this be satisfied and glory in thy name. Hymn number 224. 
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. And we warmly welcome everyone from everywhere to all of our services, in person, on the telephone, over the internet, or even listening to recordings of our services. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. Every Sunday morning, we have our weekly church service at 11 a.m. But an hour before the service at 10 a.m., we have our weekly roundtable discussion. This is where we discuss the week's lesson and other current topics and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for a lively roundtable discussion at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11 o'clock. And we have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock too. Our Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. Many of the students live out of state and they attend by calling in on the telephone through a special dedicated teleconference number. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get that number and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. <clears throat> we have a website, plainfieldcs.com, where you'll find the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. There are other wonderful writings by Mary Baker Eddy and the writings and writings by students who lived in her home and were taught directly by her. These are a wonderful source to get the pure teaching that Mrs. Eddy gave. There is quite a variety of helpful literature on our website, and you will always find something there that will lift your spirit and meet your need whatever that need might be. And all the resources we have on the website are free. There is never a charge, and you don't have to join anything. Our goal is to spread Mrs. Eddy's teachings around the world. <clears throat> and to aid in that goal, we also have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. <clears throat> Excuse me. So feel free to look through our websites. As I said, they're all free. And we have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the whole family. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. 
more than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. <clears throat> For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity this will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, <clears throat> keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you, as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science. Stephanie. Karen from California, go ahead, please. Good evening, and thank you for, for those wonderful readings on supply and not having any lack. Um, I'm so grateful to be here tonight and to um, um, re give gratitude to God for a wonderful lesson I, I've learned. Last month, my husband told me that his son and daughter-in-law were hoping to move back to California from Ohio. They had a friend here in the solar business that was very successful and knowing their success in their sales business where they lived, he had been encouraging them to come back to California and see if they could sell solar. This would require them to spend a month here to see if this new venture would be a good fit. As my husband was talking to me about this, I was beginning to feel a little anxious about the thought of the two of them staying with us for that length of time. A few weeks before this conversation took place, I was already beginning to feel burdened by all the responsibilities of running our home. It came to me one morning to listen to Possession by Adam Dickey. In this article, he writes, quote, If a woman considers herself the owner of a home and that everything in it is hers, if she believes she has furniture and fixtures, which are her personal property, she may become so burdened with responsibility as to find herself utterly inadequate to control the situation. But if she is willing to accept God as the ruler of her household, to convert things into thoughts, and to understand that, quote, all things were made by him, and without him, was not anything made that was made, end quote. If she can realize that divine intelligence governs her house and everything that is contained therein, she will immediately lose all sense of care, fear, and confusion and find that the divine law of peace and harmony 
has taken possession of her household and manages it. And peace and joy will come to all who enter therein. End quote. This helped me to let go of feeling that I was responsible for doing all that was required to run our home, while all the time my husband was more than happy to do his part. In giving more correct thought about the arrival of my husband's son and daughter-in-law, I knew their presence in our home was not going to be an intrusion, but a blessing. When they arrived, I immediately felt God's love for all of us and that this was going to be a very harmonious month. My son and daughter-in-law who lived nearby quickly became friends with our house guests. They too are excited about the prospect of having new friends in the neighborhood that they have, that they have much in common with. This last month with our house guests has been such a blessing for all of us. They are coming back in less than a week to stay again with us as they not only continue to move forward in their new business that is taking off very quickly, but also to find a rental in our area until they find a more permanent home. I am grateful for another lesson in learning how to trust God with all my affairs. And that as Mrs. Eddy says on page 165 of Miscellany, quote, I am able to impart truth, health, and happiness, and this is the rock of my salvation and my reason for existing, end quote. I am so grateful to our leader, Mary Baker Reddy, who discovered the science of Jesus' words and works. In the lesson this week, Jesus says in John chapter 14, quote, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever, end quote. Mrs. Eddy named her discovery Christian Science. I am so grateful to God and to my practitioner for all that I am learning in Christian Science and how to be a brighter light in the world. Thank you and good evening. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi. Mara from Mississippi. Go ahead, please. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Florence, for the beautiful readings tonight. It's such a great feeling to know that we don't have to worry because God gives us everything we need. I had a healing this week that I wanted to share tonight. One morning, I was outside gardening and re-listening to this week's Bible lesson on Christian science. I normally wear garden gloves, but for some reason this time I didn't. As I picked up a flower pot, I realized that I must have disturbed the fire ant's nest, and I had fire ants all over my hand. I rushed to the kitchen to wash off the fire ants with cold water, and I thought of a testimony that Craig once gave about gardening and not being affected by mosquitoes after he prayed about it. I immediately realized the decision I had to make. I remembered who I am, God's perfect reflection and that these ants were made by God, that God makes only good, and these ants couldn't hurt me. I also remember learning from a recent roundtable discussion that when Mary Baker Eddy was interviewed and asked what a treatment was, her response to that was, quote, 
an absolute acknowledgement of the ever presence of infinite perfection, unquote. This helps remind me of my perfection. I went back to gardening and this time with gardening gloves on. A little while later, I told my husband what happened and how I prayed about it. We both looked at my hand and there was no trace of any bites anywhere. In the past, I have had very bad reactions to uh, fire ant bites. And I felt so happy and thankful to God for this. However, that night while I was sleeping, I woke up with the burning pain in the same hand. And I realized what happened. And I remembered the quote from the Daily Duties in Science and Health, page 442, quote, Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you either when asleep or when awake, unquote. And it made me realize that I allowed this to return to my thought while I was sleeping. So I prayed again, knowing that I was perfect right now, just like earlier in the day. I continued to pray until the pain stopped. And this was pretty quick. And then I fell back to sleep. And when I woke up, my hand was perfectly fine. I'm so happy to be here tonight. I love listening and learning from other people's testimonies. I'm so happy for the support from my practitioner and on learning. I'm very thankful to everyone at Plainfield for all you do to make this possible. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, go ahead, Elizabeth. Thank you for those beautiful and so comforting readings tonight. Um, I just had a testimony that I wanted to share from a couple of weeks ago. I had been in the company of a family member who seemed to be suffering from a cold and had lost her voice. I knew this was not the true picture of her. The following evening, I had a house guest. And quite suddenly, I came down with all the symptoms of a cold. About an hour and several tissues later, my friend said to me, you have a cold. To which I exclaimed, and without hesitation, no, I don't. Back of that definite statement was the knowledge of what is true and what is not true about the man, the idea that God created. It was not wishful thinking. It was not hoping. It was knowing without a shadow of a doubt. The symptoms immediately left, having no choice. The science that Mary Baker Eddy discovered, the spiritual fact that we are made in the image and likeness of God, that nothing can be added to that image or taken from it, that only God and the things of God are real. It is just so incredibly marvelous. The precepts God gave to Mrs. Eddy and she gave to us in her book, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, I am ever grateful for every day and every hour. Further, I'm so grateful to Christ Jesus, who filled with the love that is God, showed us the way to leave the mortal self behind and expressed his divinity in practice. Lastly, I am ever grateful to the Plainfield Church and their mission to teach this truth. I've learned so much here, and I'm so grateful to be at these meetings. 
Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Debbie from Illinois. Go ahead, please. Thank you. During a roundtable on June 11th, Jeremy made the statement, inability versus infinite ability. His comment resonated with me, so I jotted it down, but I didn't know the origin of that statement. Today, as I was studying, I knew that I had to go back and review our lessons, our recent lessons, and some citations that I had noted down. I was led to, I was led to our lesson from June 11, 2023, the subject, God, the Preserver of Man. And there it was in the third citation of Science and Health, page 494, lines 10 through 19. Quote, Divine love always has met and always will meet every human need. It is not well to imagine that Jesus demonstrated the divine power to heal only for a select number or for a limited period of time, since to all mankind and in every hour, divine love supplies all good. The miracle of grace is no miracle to love. Jesus demonstrated the inability of corporeality as well as the infinite ability of spirit thus helping erring human sense to flee from its own convictions and seek safety in divine science, end quote. I am eternally grateful to our Heavenly Father, divine mind, and divine love, which do supply every need that we have in every instance, and also the safety that he supplies when we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Thank you, and a good evening to everyone. Thank you. Lillian. Thank you for those wonderful readings tonight. I have to express such deep gratitude and appreciation for our loving God who's always there to help us and for the loving support of everybody here tonight. I came to church fairly early tonight to do a few things, doing things throughout the whole church, when I suddenly realized I couldn't find my church keys. And I, and I looked for my purse two or three times, and people said, they'll, they'll look, and I'd keep their eyes open, and it was such love behind it. And then suddenly, Jeremy walked up to me and put his hand out, he has my keys in his hand. And I, I just, I almost started to cry. I just felt so grateful. And I gave him a big hug, which I couldn't resist. And he found him in uh, the door going into the print room downstairs in the Sunday school. And uh, I just put him in the door and I didn't take him out. But there was such love and such support from God, who's always there helping us and supplying every need, and also for the love of everyone here. I can't be grateful enough for everybody and for being in this wonderful, holy atmosphere. Thank you. Thank you. Sandy from North Carolina. Go ahead, please. 
Good evening, everyone. I just want to share my testimony of something that happened to me um, uh, during the weekend. Um, uh, I went to work. I normally never take my wallet with me. I keep it in my car. But uh, in the, the, this weekend, I was very hectic, so... Um, I had to went to shopping and do something, and um, I realized that I misplaced my wallet. Now in my wallet, all my credit card, my identification, my social security, and um, uh, in a moment, I called my work. It wasn't there. My husband looked all over the house, and... um, for a moment, I felt I felt hopeless. I remember there is a hymn in the library of the Independent, and it's an article by Neil Young. And he told us no to even the thought a minute of error. I put the sun. So did I, Savior. I got in my car, and I put the song, So Did I, Savior. I know the article plays what you seek is seeking you, what you need, need you. Divine mind brings all the things together, and all the things in the mind of God are in the rightful place. So the angel thought, this is... It, I just, I get a little emotional. Independence, New Jersey. The work that they do, this is incredible. You know, I born in another country in Panama. When I knew about Mary Baker Eddy and science and health, you have to do the lesson and not just the science and health. Also, the, the pioneers, they've been to so many experiences. And the demonstration come, and you just be obedient. So the angel thought, the angels of the presence, it was clear to me as I was driving, it's a, it's a fresh market, it came into my mind. This is unbelievable. I entered the grocery store. And I asked if I see this wallet. It was a Tory Burch wallet, black. And I say, it says Sandy Stroder. They say, yes. It's here. They went with the store manager and the safe and everything. It is actually what I said, yes. And there's so much license. And it, it was this. Um, everybody in my job, you know, I work with different individuals and also the fear of thinking, oh, who's your enemy? Some is not thief. In the mind, in the mind of God, nobody takes things. It's all it's in science. And I listen to the round tables. I don't participate, but I listen. And I have my wallet. I say thank you. I got in my car. And the first thing I thought, how blessed I am to listen to the testimony meeting on Wednesday. 
to listen about the love of possession, it works. The love of adjustment works. Nothing belongs to us. Everything belongs to God, and he's going to organize things in the rightful places. My wallet was inside. I never, I never miss nothing. The divine mind don't miss nothing. And Mary Baker Eddy explained us about angels. They are always with us. If we just listen, if we just, they are always guarding us. And she said, you might be entertaining angels unaware. And then she was right. A tremendous American woman inspired by God. Independent New Jersey, inspired by God, the service to humanity. I'm so grateful. I don't know where my life will be without the church and the practitioner, especially Miss Mary Beth and Miss Florence. Thank you for your readings tonight. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. Thank you. Jeremy. I am very grateful tonight to be a member of this church and for the opportunity to learn Christian science here. Recently, I woke up with symptoms of a cold. My gratitude tonight is for a change in my thought toward the experience and then to my practitioner for the healing of it. In the past, feeling ill would have had me believing I had failed in some way in my practice of Christian science. And that thought of failing God and this church would have brought me down for as long as the symptoms stayed with me. This time, however, my first thought was of what Mary Baker Eddy wrote on page 143 of Miscellany, quote, when these things cease to bless, they will cease to occur, end quote. Because of that, I knew that feeling like a failure was simply an attempt of error to drag my thought down. And I should instead look solely for the blessing that Mrs. Eddy promised would come, so the error will cease. And then when I spoke to my practitioner that day, she gave me her article, Heaven's Own Healing Air to work with, from the latest edition of Love is the Liberator, which served to get me back to 100%, and I'm so grateful for that. It is wonderful that what we are given in Christian science truly works to heal and bless us. Thank you. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. Tonight I wanted to thank our loving Father, Mother, God for bringing me to Christian Science and for bringing me to Plainfield Independent. I was recalling this week a recent roundtable where the account was shared of a seaside village prayer book or hymn book. This book had been much used. It was generations old and all the prayers or hymns asking for God to help were well-worn, smudged with fingerprints over the years, showing that these petitions to the Lord for help had been very well used over generations. The account went on to then share that the prayers of love and thanks, just pure thanks to God for all the good already done, these pages were pristine, no finger marks, they had never or rarely been used. In listening to this round table and the excellent teaching by our holy practitioners, I couldn't help but recall that this is how I used to be. In my early years, 
I thought I was trying to live a Christian life, but I was very unthankful of God's blessing. I was never thankful. Being born into poverty and violence, I had a chip on my shoulder. I was angry because things were tough from a human perspective. I am so grateful that God persisted to love me and brought me to his word in Christian science. I truly blush to think that there were times when I would spend a whole day being angry. I was totally in error, and it would only be when I said my evening prayers just before dropping off to sleep that his love would flame within my heart, and I would cry and I would tell him that I loved him. I don't know that I can ever apologize enough to God for those years of denying his allness and love. But I do know that the truth given in Christian science is the only sure way to his kingdom. The truth in Christian science is worth all the love that we can muster because his love is ever present, his good ever cheering, wiping away all sorrow all tears gone. His strength and his power is mightier than all the roaring of error's false beliefs. Our loving Father, Mother God, shown to us in the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, is ever surrounding all his children in love. Today I am so forever grateful that God loves me. Every good thing is a blessing and a dedication to our infinite loving, glorious, harmonious, beautiful, caring, patient, kind and loving Father, Mother, God, who heals all our ills, as the scriptures clearly detail. I'm so grateful for the church work that I'm given to do here at this blessed and holy church. This work lifts me up so close to him that I don't have enough hours in the day to thank him, our Lord God Omnipotent, for all the wonderful loving kindness he showers onto tired humanity. Our ever thanks to our wonderful Plainfield practitioner and teachers here, God bless our beautiful church, dearest Plainfield Independent, and so much love to you all. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the music. I want to express my gratitude uh, for a recent healing. One day while walking outside, I found myself in the middle of a patch of poison ivy. I immediately started to pray to shut down fear so that I was instant in truth. One of the prayers that I used was a citation by Mary Baker Eddy that is, quote, whatever is your duty to do, you can do without harm to yourself, end quote. And that's from Science and Health, page 385. I also remembered a testimony in which uh, the tr there was a truth that was expressed that God did not make a poisonous plant to harm anyone. And another, I could only be touched by good. I realized that I was seeing danger in God's creation. And then I stayed with the rest of the time with the 91st Psalm. The time outside had been happy, <clears throat> so I knew that I could only be continued to be blessed by the 
situation. I also remembered a recent healing at this church when somebody had been healed of a similar situation. And I knew that the law that was working then was also working now for me. The next day, some blisters began to appear on my arm and redness, and it was very itchy. I was reminded recently by a of my practitioner that every day is a new treatment. I knew that I could only experience progress and there could be no reversal to any of my prayers. I covered the area with some band-aids so as not to look at it. I'm not sure when they disappeared, but the skin cleared up under a week. I'm very grateful for all I have learned about praying and living this science correctly for my practitioner here and all that's offered at this church. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. I would like to share something about a child who was being picked on in a school, during school, in only one class. I had prayed about this situation before, but after using Paul Stark Seeley's article, Neither Villain Nor Victim, a little differently than I had done before, and along with the latest Love is the Liberator titled Victor, Not Victim, things started to turn around. I became diligent in my prayers for the so-called villain and had great compassion for him. This child of God lives under the same spiritual laws as every other child of God. Christ was with him, in him, around and above, everywhere he went. Everything changed in the classroom, and he stopped bothering the child who had he had been picking on. The victim was a victim no more, much to his surprise and relief. Here are a few lines that I worked with from Mr. Seeley's article about victims and, vic and villains. What can be done about it? Much very much. Every such scene can be, must be, broken up, wiped out, and annihilated. But how? By the mind of Christ, the God-given consciousness, which knows that there is no cause but God, infinite good, and no effect but the ideas and identities of God. Thank you. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead, please. Thank you. This is a letter from uh, South Africa. He says, I'm writing to you from the Western Cape of South Africa to thank you and the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independence Weather Committee for your prompt and loving help. The Western Cape has experienced flooding, dreadful storms, and difficult weather conditions. The entire town and villages were affected. Rivers burst their banks, mudslides closed main transport routes, streets became rushing rivers with waters with high. We have very large informal settlements around Cape Town, and they have been the worst affected communities. Electrical power stations were flooded 
and drinking water not available. With two more heavy rainstorms predicted in the coming week, I felt compelled to contact you and the weather committee to ask for help. And then she says, I am so grateful to say that the force of the howling wind slowly subsided. The heavy, dark cloud cover of many days started to lift, and slowly the sun broke through. A strong sense of peace had descended. Now, days later, no further heavy rain and damage. Thank you all at Plainfield Christian Science Church for the wonderful work you do and for making the healing power of the science of Christ so freely available to all. I am so grateful to be here tonight to hear all that people are using this truth and Mrs. Mary Baker Eddy gave to the world to experience their own healings. It's such a pleasure, and I know the previous testifier is right. I think we don't give enough thanks to God for this wonderful, comforting um, teacher, <laughs> friend, everything that we have. I'm so grateful to be here tonight to hear all of this. And thank you, everyone, for contributing their healing to show the world that this truth indeed does help. It's a very present help in trouble. Thank you. Mary, go ahead, please. Good evening, everyone. I'll read a few things tonight. Uh, first, from Pennsylvania, a quote from Science and Health by Mrs. Eddy. What we need most is the prayer of fervent desire for growth in grace, expressed in patience, meekness, love, and good deeds. What we need most. Wow. It only took me five decades to notice this. What a wonderful help. Thank you, God. Thank you, Mrs. Eddy. And thank you, Plainfield. And this is um, South Dakota. Thank you, Plainfield, for your dedication, dedication, loving practitioners, and all who support your outreach, establishing Bible lessons and Bible studies, and for you musicians and readers. Thank you for all your, the support of, in, of Christ and Christian science. I look forward to the service tonight, and thanks to you all. And then this is from England. I came across this on a Christian social media group, and I love it. It helped me discuss God with my young niece when she asked, I can't see God, so where is he? So this is called the, the Wise Teaching of Elders. In a mother's womb, there were two babies. One asked the other, Do you believe in life after delivery? <laughs> the other replied, Of course, there has to be something after delivery. Maybe we are here to prepare ourselves for what we will be later. Nonsense, said the first. There is no life after delivery. What kind of life would that be? The second said, I don't know, but there will be more light than here. Maybe we will walk with our legs and eat from our mouths. Maybe we will have other senses that we can't understand now. And the first replied, that is absurd. Walking is impossible. 
and eating with our mouths ridiculous. The umbilical cord supplies nutrition and everything we need, but the umbilical cord is so short, life after delivery is to be logically excluded. The second insisted, well, I think there is something, and maybe it's different than it is here. Maybe we won't need this physical cord anymore. The first replied, nonsense. And moreover, if there is life, then why has no one ever come back from there? Delivery is the end of life, and in the the after delivery, there's nothing but darkness and silence and oblivion. It takes us nowhere. Well, I don't know, said the second, but certainly we will meet Mother, and she will take care of us. The first replied, Mother? You actually believe in Mother? That's laughable. If Mother exists, then where is she now? And the second said, She is all around us. We are surrounded by her. We are of her. It is in her that we live. Without her, this world would not and could not exist. Said the first, Well, I don't see her, so it's only logical that she doesn't exist. To which the second replied, Sometimes when you're in silence and you focus and you really listen, you can perceive and feel her presence and you can hear her loving voice calling. So that was from England. And then this is another from Pennsylvania. Many years ago, I suffered from a very painful shoulder. I called a Christian science practitioner. When I expressed to her that I was trying to know what fault in myself needed correction, she suggested that I just turn wholeheartedly to divine love. Later, I found myself walking to and fro in my apartment, sitting down, standing up, just trying to get comfortable. For a few seconds at a time, there would be no pain, which was important because during these intervals, it was just like a void, and I realized it wasn't freedom from the pain I wanted, but to feel God's love. A wonderful sense of God's love flooded my consciousness, leaving me with a sense of peace and joy, and the pain was gone. Thinking about this experience reminds me of the importance of motive in healing. Thank you, Plainfield, for all you are doing to help us understand Christian science. And then uh, lastly is from Missouri. On the heels of a round table, during which the discussion was touched upon everlasting strength from, from the golden text, I came upon the following relevant quote from the Paul Smiley book in defense of Mary Baker Eddy and her remnant seed. Quote, Therefore, I take pleasures in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. End of quote. And that was Second Corinthians. Paul does not say that weakness is his personally, but that the attacks directed at him forced him to turn to God. And by turning to God, he saw that mortal mind had no strength to support him. Mrs. Eddy also saw there was nothing in mortal mind to rely upon for strength. Can we lean on the sustaining infinite if we are tough, self-reliant mortals? No. Jesus said, I can of mine own self do nothing. 
He also recognized the total weakness of mortality, its nothingness, and rejected it totally. Intellectualism would misinterpret the life of a spiritually-minded individual, claiming he or she was weak, because intellectualism is a claim of mortal mind strength, superior intelligence in matter. End quote. That was from page 192. I'm very grateful tonight, too. Those were such beautiful readings. I'm, I'm always so touched where in miscellaneous writings, Mrs. Eddy speaks of how she, three times a day, retires to seek the divine blessing on the sick and sorrowing with a face toward Jerusalem of, tr- of love and truth. And how in the middle of depressing care and labor, she constantly turns to divine love. Such a wonderful example for us to live this this life of love. And in doing so, we do see and experience God supplying our every need, the source of all good. So thank you so much for those beautiful readings, those beautiful hymns and music. And thank you all for your wonderful testimonies tonight, and have a good night, everyone. Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 137. I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. Hymn number 137.